and we're back. Enfield Talking Newspaper, we are thrilled to be here. This is Roz saying hello and welcome back to the news. And I'm just going to pass over to Catherine. Hello, and here's the headline for this week from Enfield Dispatch. Help available for struggling Enfield residents this winter. Help is at hand for Enfield residents this winter including a network of warm spaces for anyone unable to heat their homes and a community kitchen for those struggling to buy and cook food. The country is gearing up for a difficult few months as the highest inflation in 40 years makes food shopping significantly more expensive, while average energy bills are twice as high as they were two years ago, even after accounting for the government's new price guarantee and £400 rebate. The leader of Enfield Council has pledged to offer as much support as possible to those who are struggling, vowing, we are on your side, in an interview with the local democracy reporting service. Nezel Chalaskan also revealed there'd been an 150% rise in people inquiring about poverty support at the council as she said the local authority would be setting up a network of local buildings where people could go to stay warm if they needed to. The council is expected to use some of the £2.8 million grant received from the government's Household Support Fund to establish the network. However, the financial difficulties following rising inflation and interest rates, with a report revealing last month that the local authority's five-year budget gap had ballooned to £100 million. Community groups in Enfield are again stepping up to offer support. Cooking Champions has launched the borough's first community kitchen, where people can go not just to receive donated food, but also to cook it, with trained chefs available to offer help and advice for making nutritious meals. The Social Enterprises founder explained that the the service was needed after some people began returning donated food because they can't afford to use the oven. Meanwhile, a heartbreaking new London Assembly report has revealed that as many as 250,000 children in the capital are living in food poverty. It follows research which found that food insecurity had doubled nationally in 2022 and that 91% of food banks have seen demand increase since July. Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, has called for universal free school meals to be introduced for all primary school children. At present, to qualify for free school meals, a household on universal credit in England must earn less than £7,400 a year after tax. Khan said the move would save families hundreds of pounds a year, ensuring all primary pupils are eating a healthy, nutritious meal at school and also eliminating the stigma associated with being eligible for free school meals. A dedicated cost-of-living webpage is now available on Enfield Council's website and includes a map of food banks in the borough where residents can obtain free food. For more information, go to enfield.gov.uk forward slash services forward slash your council forward slash cost-of-living support. 
cross-party group will review Greenbelt development sites. Labour and Conservative councillors in Enfield have agreed to hold a cross-party review of the borough's draft local plan and examine the merit of proposals to allow development on the Green Belt. A petition signed by more than 4,000 residents calling for a renewed discussion on the document, which will shape development in Enfield up to 2039, also won the backing of councillors from both parties during a full council meeting last month. The cross-party review was proposed by the Tories in light of opposition to Greenbelt development from City Hall and National Government, but was backed by councillors from both sides. When it was first published last year, the draft local plan sparked controversy over proposals to allow more than 6,000 homes to be built on what is currently Greenbelt land to help meet housing targets. Feedback from a 12-week public consultation will now inform a revised version of the document that will be examined by a government planning inspective. In this year's local election, the Green Belt became a key dividing line with the Conservatives making their opposition to development a focus of their campaign. Labour ultimately lost uh, due to the Tories but, but retained control of the council. Action for Enfield's Future, a coalition made up of a range of local organisations, called for a further debate to allow councillors, including the 29 who were newly elected in May, to have their say on the plan's proposals. Carol Fisk, a representative of the coalition, presented the petition to a council meeting on the 12th of October. She said residents understood that local plan would influence Enfield for decades to come and that a public and open debate about a plan of such significance was vital. The petition, which was signed by 4,231 people, called for another 12-week consultation to allow councillors to discuss the plan with residents before holding a debate on the next version of the local plan at a full council meeting. It asked for the debate to be followed by a roll-call vote in which each councillor's vote is recorded. Councillor leader Nessel Kaliskan told the meeting she welcomed the petition and was happy for the administration to accept the actions in detail, adding that she had previously made commitments to hold another debate on the plan. The petition's demands were agreed by Labour and the Conservatives. The Conservative group then called for the, gro- the cross-party group to be set up to review the local plan to look again at proposals to allow building on the Green Belt and to give careful consideration to where taller buildings may be acceptable. Opposition leader Alessandro Giorgio said the proposals tabled by his group were a serious attempt to find a way forward on the local plan deadlock, although he insisted that the Conservatives would never vote to build on our beautiful Green Belt and that the group's policies on tower blocks had not changed. Councillor Georgiou said the Conservatives were willing to work with the administration to find sites that were ripe for development that both the council and the residents of the borough would be happy to see development on. Councillor Kaliskan pledged to establish a cross-party group quickly and agreed to review the Greenbelt and Tall Buildings proposals, although she insisted she did not recognise that there was a deadlock over the local plan. The leader claimed... However, that there were not enough brownfield sites to accommodate the 25,000 homes the council needed to to deliver over the local plan period. Reiterating her previous comments that residents did not want skyscrapers across the borough, she suggested some Greek belt ties, such as car parks and garden centres, were suitable for development.
Council Facing £100 million Budget Gap Enfield Council's five-year budget gap is forecast to balloon to almost £100 million thanks to spiralling inflation. The local authority faces a very challenging financial position and will bring forward a raft of savings proposals to help plug the £96.9 million hole in its finances, according to a Cabinet report published last month. The report revealed that inflation, which has now hit 10%, accounts for the majority of the budget gap and is due to cost the council an estimated £63.8 million up to 2027-2028. During the 23-24 year alone, it is forecast to cost the authority nearly £20 million, more than double the estimate for a normal year. By law, councils must set a balanced budget – Most of their income comes from government grants, council tax and business rates. But local authorities are unable to raise council tax beyond 2.99% without holding a referendum. And the report states that ministerial changes in government mean there is greater uncertainty around the potential timing of major funding reforms. The report states that the council is being affected by levels of inflation not seen for 40 years, alongside a residual impact from the COVID-19 pandemic. It also faces increased demand on adults and children's social services, partly as a result of the lingering effects of the pandemic. Around £20 million of savings have so far been identified over the five-year period, on top of £200 million worth of already achieved savings following the introduction of austerity measures by the government in 2010. The Council will look to find further savings to ensure it is able to balance the books next year before the official budget is set in February. Cabinet Member for Finance Tim Lever said the government had done very little to support councils either by providing financial support or giving any indication of what they're going to do to fund us fairly. <coughs> Excuse me. He blamed inflation, the cost of living crisis, increased demand and the staggering increase in interest rates for budget pressures. Borough's first community kitchen opens. Enfield's first dedicated community kitchen has opened in Ponder's End after a successful fundraising appeal. Cooking Champions, a social enterprise that cooks and distributes hot meals and food parcels for vulnerable people, raised £15,000 to help launch its new community kitchen, where people can go not just to collect food but also cook it, with help from trained chefs. The need for a community kitchen in Enfield becomes apparent amid the worsening cost of living crisis, with some of those struggling financially facing a choice between eating or heating their homes. At an open day for the new community kitchen in St Matthew's Church, where Cooking Champions is now based, founder Claire Donovan told the dispatch that people had told her they can't afford to turn on their ovens. Claire said... This is the first community kitchen in the borough and it is a much-needed resource based on our experience over the last two years. When we give out food parcels, some of it is returned to us because they can't afford to use the oven. But here it is, safe and warm, and they can choose what to cook. We put all the food out and they can cook exactly what they want. If they need help, we were here to give advice. Everything is completely free. We are still doing our food deliveries, 
which we have been doing ever since April 2020. But this seemed like a solution to some of the problems we have found with people returning food to us. They're not ungrateful, they just can't use it. Some people are in hostels and they just don't have access to a kettle or a toaster. Unlike most food banks, there is no need for anyone to obtain a written referral from a welfare or health professional to be able to sign up with Cooking Champions. If someone needs food, they can simply get in touch. And while demand is rising, Claire says they have never been busier and are now feeding 50 families per week. The community kitchen will have capacity to expand if needed. Some of the food Cooking Champions uses is donated but they are also receiving ingredients from the, Real, the Felix Project, an Enfield-based charity which saves surplus food from supermarkets. The new base at St Matthew's Church, where Cooking Champions are now, are now, now has access, not just to the hall and kitchen, but the church, nave and altar, allows other events to take place alongside the community kitchen. Claire wants to run cooking lessons, workshops, child and parent sessions and even launch a a training academy next year. I wanted to open this five years ago, but it's taken a long time, she said. We want to hear our assets to benefit more people in the community. We are starting off small, making sure we have the provision before we expand it. We want to adapt our service based on what people want. Claire has a small team helping her run Cooking Champions, including Heather Bradie and Ella Teague, who also runs an Indian cooking school in Enfield. Ella said, With the start of the community kitchen, it is something I wanted to achieve and I'm happy it has all come together. If people come and they have an idea of what they want to cook, then that is fine, but if not, I will get out my cookbook. Heather said the cost of living crisis is now surpassing the pandemic in terms of financial impact it is having on people. She said often people who are juggling lots of jobs still don't have enough money. There are parents skipping meals so the children can eat and we have recently had our busiest week ever. The phone just didn't stop ringing. Now, if you want to get in touch, the Cooking Champions Community Kitchen is open every Friday at St Matthew's Church, South Street, Ponders End, EN3, 4LA and inquire about signing up for support if you need. Email claire at cookingchampions.uk. That's claire with an E cookingchampions.co.uk or you can visit cookingchampions.uk Labour councillors refuse to reject unsafe tower. Labour councillors have voted not to reject a proposed 21-storey tower that a planning report said fails to incorporate features which reduce risk to life. Enfield Council's planning committee was reportedly warned last month that plans for 100 homes plus retail and office space on the site of a derelict pub in Green Street next to Brimsdown Station would be unsafe and were given 12 reasons to reject the application by planning officers. However, seven Labour councillors voted against refusing permission and later agreed to give the developer more time to address the concerns raised, voting to defer the scheme. Of the Labour members, only Doug Taylor voted to reject, alongside all four Tory members. Conservative Jim Stephen, visibly angry, said he was not happy with the vote and suggested the outcome had been twisted. 
It means the application has been deferred for a second time, following a deferral in July. At that meeting, Planning Committee Chair Sinan Boztas insisted that the application be brought back to the committee within three months. Last month, however, Labour councillors argued the developer should be given another six months to fix the 12 major issues, despite the council's director of planning warning them it had needed a substantial redesign to become policy compliant. At one moment during the debate, there were audible gasps in the room when Labour committee member Mohammed Islam appeared to suggest he had been contacted by the applicant. He said, We received communication from the applicant that his communications weren't responded to on time. This comment prompted Elizabeth Parasqueva, the council's principal lawyer for place, to ask Councillor Islam to slowly repeat what he had just said. Councillor Islam said he was referring to the communications between Enfield planning officer Gideon Whittingham and the developer's planning agent, which was not clear. Gideon had said that although the developer had made changes to the application since July, these compounded the problems rather than solved them. One addressed the lack of children's play space by allocating such space on the roof. When a committee member asked whether children would be safe to play at the top of a 21-storey tower block, Gideon said the council would require details to show the space could be used safely, but that these details had not been provided. On fire safety, the council's building control manager, Andrew Marsden, said the scheme raised a number of concerns and deficiencies in terms of fire safety, adding... The staircases discharge into a single lobby. The exit routes are not protected from the lobby. It could lead to a situation where a single fire disables both staircases. A financial viability statement setting out how the affordable housing would be paid for showed the development would lose £13.7 million and even if all 100 homes were sold at market rate would still lose £9.3 million. This made Gideon question whether the affordable housing could be provided. As councillors debated the Green Street scheme, however, it became clear several Labour members didn't want to reject it. Elif Erbil said the derelict pub has been unoccupied for years and the development would be beneficial for Brimsdown. She added, there is going to be a Costa Coffee, which would be amazing. Salvio Daniel from Inter in Teliarch Limited, acting on behalf of the developer Yen of London Limited, earlier outlined the benefits of the scheme and claimed the 12 reasons for refusal had been addressed. He said the scheme was within the Upper Lee Valley Opportunity Area, where new homes and jobs are prioritised, and said there was no equivalent site that can be used in Enfield for the amount of office space it would provide. The four Conservative committee members, plus Labour's Doug Taylor, were unconvinced. I'm frightened a child could go over the edge, said Tory Michael, Michael Rye. It's a dreadful application and this committee wouldn't be able to look itself in the face if it doesn't reject it. Improving children's life chances, Trevor Blackman helps local schools broaden the horizons of their pupils. 
According to Trevor Blackman, schools are about more than simply teaching textbooks and exams. For the past three years, Trevor has been a driving force in Edmonton, building connections between local schools and the community and helping school children to feel empowered. Joining Edmonton County Partnership, that's ECP, initially as a partnership manager, Trevor is now the charity's chief executive. My main motivation is improving the life chances of children, he says. We work with an alliance of 18 schools, helping families who need additional support. I want to open the school gates, get back to schools, being at the heart of the community and having an obligation to support people. Trevor champions what he calls the four pillars for schools, focus on enrichment of education itself, such as by introducing a greater variety and depth of role models for students to look up to, extracurricular activities to divert children away from negative influences outside school, and early intervention and prevention intuitives, plus building partnerships with the local community. We need to broaden the experience and opportunities for young people, particularly in places like Edmonton, says Trevor. Beyond his work with local schools, Trevor has helped support vulnerable communities in Edmonton and provide their access to local services. This includes the area's large Bulgarian population, which in recent years has needed to navigate the complexities of Brexit, while also finding themselves on the wrong end of unfair treatment from the government regarding benefit sanctions. Another project Trevor has been involved with in recent months is Pims Park Visitor Centre, where there are plans to develop it as a space for young people. We want to give kids something to do, he says. We are working with the partners that are already there and working with young people to create a youth zone. Outside of his work with ECP, Trevor is also a broadcaster, radio presenter and social activist, saying he is driven by a philosophy of supporting, encouraging and providing all individuals and communities with the opportunity to be all they can be. Now, if you want to nominate your hero, dispatch readers are welcome to nominate them an Enfield Community Hero, someone who you think has gone above and beyond to help support the local community. Simply email your nomination to enfielddispatch at socialspider.com. From us all here at ETN on this windy, cold, rainy, dark November evening, we're so happy to be able to be back with you. This was just a short snippet of what's to come, we hope, in the months and years ahead. So from all of us here, it's bye. bye!